Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to episode number 87. I hope you are all well. We are right in the middle of exam season. My daughter is taking her GCSEs and my son his first year exams at university. And it is so interesting observing their different approaches and capabilities. They could not be more different and that is a great thing and I'm of course so proud of them both. They are truly demonstrating that there is no one or right way or better way to do things. And that is what's most important in figuring out what works for them and what doesn't and learning from that. Which is a great segue into today's topic where we will be talking all about the benefit of being open-minded. And because I think it's very closely tied to the idea of open-minded, we're going to explore a growth mindset approach to weight loss and creating the weight loss journey that works for you too. So before we talk about being open-minded, let's first talk about the problem with being closed-minded. So us humans are naturally, as my mother might say, we tend to naturally get set in our ways. We are creatures of habit. Our brain saves effort and energy by limiting the options we present to ourselves in terms of ways or approaches to do things. And I see closed-mindedness show up lots in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. And of course, that is normal and it's a part of what makes us human. And talking about this does not mean that we should judge it. It just means we have an opportunity to be aware of and understand our close-mindedness so that we can see how it may be hindering us and be curious about what it might look like to be more open-minded. So I see this show up in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy when someone shares or says something like, I can't have savoury foods for breakfast or I don't do salads or a sandwich works best for me at lunchtime or maybe something like I have to have something to eat before I go to bed so I'm not hungry or I can't put food in the bin because of what I was taught as a child or I have to finish a meal with something sweet or I don't have time to plan. Just some examples there of different ways that not being open-minded shows up inside of the academy where we're just not even aware of what we are saying in our approach. Another way to describe not being closed-minded might be that we are limited by our cognitive bias. So cognitive bias is a limitation in objective thinking that is caused by the tendency for the human brain to perceive information through a filter or personal experience and preference. That's what I managed to find on Google. But essentially our primal brains get comfort in finding evidence that what they think is true is the truth. So our brains will filter out evidence that goes against what we think and highlight only the supporting evidence which leads to our thoughts becoming beliefs. And there are many, many different ways in which cognitive bias shows up in our lives. So when we are being closed-minded, when we are exhibiting cognitive bias in relation to the thought of a sandwich for lunch works best for me or something along those lines, we might notice things and have thoughts like, here's some examples, the salads in Pret, Pret Pret-a-Manger, are more expensive than the sandwiches. We might notice that the salads in Tesco's look very tasteless compared to the sandwiches. We might think I can eat a sandwich more quickly than I can eat a salad. We might observe that it's not convenient to get a salad because we need a knife and fork to eat them and there aren't any knives and forks available. 
We might think that a sandwich is more filling than a salad. We might notice that there are far more choices of sandwich than there are salads. We might also notice that we can grab a sandwich from 10 different places within five minutes of the office, whereas there's only two places where we can get a salad. And we might notice that eating a salad at our desk tends to create more mess than eating a sandwich. Okay, so if your brain is constantly telling you all of these messages about salads versus sandwiches, of course, it's going to be pretty convinced that a sandwich really is the best lunch option for you. When we're being closed minded, we cannot see the bigger picture. We've not even, notice the examples here, we've not even entertained the idea that actually there more, are more alternatives to sandwiches than just salads, that there are more alternatives to sourcing lunches than the coffee shops and supermarkets within you know, five minutes of where we work, which is so blind to everything else. So sticking with this example, what might I think or notice if I am being open-minded? Well, I might question my default thinking about sandwiches to see if there is a different perspective. And when I'm looking, when I'm seeking for those different perspectives, I might notice things like the salad from Pret-a-Manger is better value because it contains more protein and healthy fats and other nourishing ingredients than the sandwich does. I might notice that I can grab a basic salad from Tesco, but add really delicious ingredients to it, such as feta and watermelon. I might notice that I can keep a knife and fork in my desk at work, so I've always got one. I might notice that I can make a salad as filling as I want it to be, as big as I want it to be to fill me up more, or I can make it small if I want a sort of a smaller snack more easily than I can adapt the size of a sandwich. I might notice that I feel more sluggish after eating a sandwich for lunch than I do when I have lunch without refined carbohydrates. I might notice that I have the option of cooking extra for my evening meal and then taking that in for lunch the next day and it works really well and it doesn't take up any time at all. I might notice that sandwiches don't really give me much nourishment. I might notice that when I eat a sandwich, it's almost like more difficult to eat, register that I've eaten anything because I can sort of just sort of eat it quite quickly. Um, I've not got to cut things up with a, a knife and fork, which naturally slows me down. So I might notice that I gobble a sandwich down very much without being mindful of what I've eaten and it's just gone and I've not even registered that. I might also notice that there are so many more options than just choosing between a sandwich and a salad, as I mentioned earlier. So there are so many different thoughts and perspectives that we can have about just one tiny part of our relationship with food that is around the concept of a sandwich for lunch as we consider the difference between being open-minded and being closed-minded. When you take that example and transfer it to the many, many other interactions with food, you can start to get an idea, you can start to see how truly limiting and restrictive it is to be closed-minded as you start to do the work of creating this relationship with food that you love. Be curious about where in your relationship with food you are being closed-minded or you have the opportunity to be even more open-minded. Okay, so just take a moment and be curious about where in your relationship with food you're being closed-minded or you have the opportunity to be even more open-minded. And if you catch yourself being closed-minded about the fact that you're open-minded, so what I mean by that is that if your brain just told you that you don't need to do this work because you're already very open-minded, be willing to give yourself the opportunity to do the work anyway. I believe that every single one of you listening will have some default thought that is hindering you from seeing the bigger picture, which is the equivalent of you not being able to see the wood for the trees. What default beliefs do you have that aren't serving you? And what would be true if you didn't believe what you believed? And it could be about anything. It could be your thoughts about planning, about your food likes and dislikes, even thoughts you have about being able to eat like a normal person or that it's more difficult for you to lose weight because of the medication you're on. 
Whatever your thoughts, give yourself the opportunity to ask the question, how is that not true? Or even how is the opposite true? Imagine you've been given the task in a debate to argue for the side that you don't feel aligned with. What would you say? So in order to take a similar but different perspective on this, let's explore the definitions of a growth mindset versus fixed mindset and the approach used to distinguish between them. Carol Dweck, author of the book Mindset, The Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential, which I have very fond memories of reading on a beach in Barbados four years ago, defined this framework and actually defined as well the definitions of what is a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset based on a whole load of research that she had done within the field of education. So Carol defines a fixed mindset as the belief that your intelligence, talents and other abilities are set in stone. You believe that you're born with a particular set of skills and that you can't change them. Whereas a growth mindset is believing that with effort, perseverance and drive, you can develop your natural qualities to fulfill your potential. So let me ask you, where is your mindset currently with regards to your belief in your abilities to create a relationship with food that you love so that you can lose and then manage your weight for life? Are you more aligned with believing that you lack the ability and that cannot be changed? Or are you aligned with the belief that you can absolutely create that relationship with food that you want for yourself with effort and perseverance? So Carol went on to create a framework to illustrate the differences between being in a fixed versus being in a growth mindset. And the aspects of this framework that she refers to are challenges, obstacles, effort, criticism, and response to success of others. And what I want to do now is explore these areas with examples from a typical weight loss journey and what I have observed with members of the academy. So first up, challenges. If you're existing in a fixed mindset, you may find that you have a tendency to avoid them. Whereas when you're in a growth mindset, mentally you will be more likely to embrace them. And the key difference is always going to be in how you think about it. So let's take the example where you are maybe in the academy doing great and you're invited to go away for the weekend. So if you contemplate that from a fixed mindset perspective, you might think, I can't go because I will ruin my diet. So yes, notice first of all, even though the work we do inside the academy is not dieting, in the traditional sense, you will find that your brain forgets that and returns to default thoughts and feelings associated with dieting because it's the only frame of reference your brain has for an approach to losing weight. Or you might think, so that was the first one, You might your brain might go back to this default thinking of I can't go because I will ruin my diet. Or you might some, think something along the lines of I don't want to go because I will feel deprived not being able to have what I want. Or some other version of that thought. But essentially, you're using past experiences to determine the outcome without considering other possibilities. By contrast, if you were to think of this obstacle with a growth mindset perspective, you may be thinking thoughts like, great, now I get to practice having the relationship with food I want outside of my normal day-to-day -day life. Or you might think, now I get to define what eating right for me looks like on a girl's weekend away. You might even go right to, I get to learn how to create an amazing weekend away without gaining weight. Or I get to learn how to create peace in going away for a weekend, gaining a couple of pounds and continuing my weight loss journey without any fear, drama or making it mean anything negative about me. Okay, so you can see once you step into the growth mindset perspective, there are just so many opportunities that will open up to you that will help you move forward in creating the relationship with food that you want. Okay, so let's take the next component of the framework, which is obstacles. And let's use that for this example, the scenario where you've done all the things, eaten the food you planned according to your food framework all week, and you get on the scales expecting to see that loss and you're two pounds heavier. 
Now, if you've got a fixed mindset, you may find yourself thinking, see, I knew this was too good to be true. I knew this wouldn't work for me. I'll never be able to do this. And you'll give up, whether you give up for a day, a week, a month, a year, or forever. By contrast, a growth mindset approach might be thinking, hmm, well, that's interesting. I thought that eating the way that I did would result in a weight loss, but it didn't. I wonder what that's about. I wonder if my thoughts about the right way for me to eat to lose weight are a bit wrong, or if there is something else going on here. Well, let's find out. Let's carry on as we have been for a week and see what happens. And then if I'm still not losing weight or continuing to gain, let's consider what changes I might make and on you would go from there. Now, the third component that Cal Dweck talks about with regards to noticing the differences between a growth and fixed mindset is effort. Now, if you're in a fixed mindset and you're doing all the things, so you're planning, drinking your water, observing your thoughts and feelings, doing the work of allowing yourself to feel discomfort and not eating to feel better, for example, and so you're putting all that effort in, but then when you stand on the scales and they go, don't go down, you tell yourself that effort was wasted. Okay, that's what you're doing if you're in a fixed mindset. You may just as well have done all the things that you did that would create the result you wanted. But if you're in the growth mindset mentality, you're going to know that because of the effort you put in, you're now taking 20 minutes to plan each week instead of 40. You're feeling less tired because you're drinking more water. You're aware now that you feel stressed because you think that you have to respond to people right away. But when you remind yourself that's not true and it's just an expectation you put on yourself, you're less stressed and then you don't need to eat to escape feeling your stress. You see, all the amazing things the effort you've put in has created and you're curious about what else you can learn as you figure out the right way for you to eat so that you can lose weight. Okay, so next we have criticism. When you're in a fixed mindset, you may find yourself ignoring feedback, thinking that it doesn't apply to you. Whereas when you're in a growth mindset, you'll be more open to take learnings or lessons from that feedback that you may have. Now, some of you, and I know I do this too, may interpret coaching as criticism. You may find that when I'm asking coaching questions or suggesting alternative ways to look at something, you feel criticized as if either I'm suggesting that you were already doing or not doing, what you're already doing or not doing is wrong, or that you should have tried something different already. Now I say this, although I'm not 100% sure that Academy members do think this on occasion, but I say this because I'm aware of how I feel when someone suggests something to me in a coaching session that I have with them. I find it easy to go to straight to negativity and resistance, even though I know that the negative thoughts I'm having, the judgment that I'm feeling is coming from myself. Okay, and so the last point, success of others. When we're in a fixed mindset, we feel threatened by the success of others. Whereas when we're in a growth mindset, we find the learnings from the success of others and find it inspirational. We see it as evidence of what we can achieve instead of evidence that we cannot achieve it just because we haven't achieved it yet. And I know this comes up a lot when members post whether they have lost weight in the academy. If we have a week where it appears that lots of members have lost weight and are celebrating how far they've come on their journey, it's not unusual to then have someone share how they're not being successful like everyone else. And therefore they may be wondering um, what it is they're doing wrong. So when you're in a growth mindset perspective, you might be thinking that's truly brilliant. I cannot wait to have lost that much weight myself. By the way, it's not all about weight in the academy. It's about how so much more than that. 
but we do look at weight and all the mind drama and negativity that it often brings up so that you can start to heal your relationship with your weight. Now, remember, going back to that first mindset consideration challenges, if your relationship with the number that is your weight, your gravitational pull on this earth is challenging for you, the way forward is not to avoid it, but to learn how to overcome what is challenging about it and heal from it. Okay, I got distracted there. What I was saying, when you're in a growth mindset and someone shares their success, you might be aware of thinking how great it is and feel inspired. But when you're in a fixed mindset perspective, you used that sharing against yourself to highlight what isn't working for you and how you might be lacking in something. Now, I don't believe that we either have a fixed or growth mindset, just that it just is, but maybe that we have tendencies to be more one over the other. And if you read Carol's book, I believe you can assess how much of a fixed or growth mindset belief system you have. And then, well, you may well be thinking, well, if I have a tendency to have a fixed mindset about things, how can I shift that into a growth mindset approach? Well, here are four steps that Carol Dweck offers. Step number one is learning to hear your fixed mindset voice. Approaching a new challenge, your voice might say to you, are you sure you can do it? Or what if you fail? After hitting an obstacle, you might think, I told you it was too risky. I told you it wouldn't work. In the face of criticism, the voice says, it's not my fault. Or who do they think they are? The inner saboteur is the fixed mindset. Once you know you have a fixed mindset or you know you have a fixed mindset about something in particular, you can anticipate this voice in advance Then simply listen inwardly for it. Step two is recognize that you have a choice. You can interpret these voices in two different ways. Challenges, setbacks and criticism can be a sign that you have a fixed talent and ability or they can be a sign that you need to challenge yourself, step up your effort, change your strategies and continue to develop. The former is obviously the fixed mindset, the latter is orientated towards growth. The key here is to shift out of the framework of judgment, fixed and into the arena of growth. Step four, talk back to it with a growth mindset voice. As you approach a challenge, the fixed mindset says, are you sure you can do it? Maybe you don't have the talent. The growth mindset answers, I'm not sure I can do it now, but I think I can learn to with time and effort. Okay, step four, take the growth mindset action. Once you hear the fixed mindset voice and respond to it with a growth mindset, you then determine how to take the necessary action that will lead to growth. This might include taking on a new challenge, learning from setbacks, persisting without exception, adjusting your actions based on feedback, and so on and so forth. Okay, that is what I wanted to share with you today. I hope that you have an amazing week and I look forward to talking to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.